Have you ever played a game for more than 50 hours and at the end of it decided, you know, I want a refund for this and fight for it? Well, today we talk about some of those people with No Man's Sky. Alongside of that, we talk about the news coming out of the newest Nintendo Direct, YouTube's new crackdown on censorship, and mini reviews for both World of Warcraft Legion and first impressions for the Battlefield 1 beta. Enjoy. <laughs> Alright guys, I got a joke to start off the podcast today. Hey John Luke. Uh, yeah, what? Knock knock. Come in. No. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Not Harambe. Oh no. <laughs> womp womp. May he rest in peace. Did you guys see that uh, there's a Philadelphia Zoo letting the public name the baby gorilla? Because that's a smart idea. <laughs> it's just going to be Harambe again. I want it to be gorilla e gorilla face. Welcome to the Gummish Podcast. I'm back. What the fuck? John Luke's here. <laughs> Hooray. We didn't miss him. Okay. And we didn't miss the memes and whatever you just said. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Today. It was a meme. It was a meme. <laughs> it was a meme. Today is February. No. September 2nd. <laughs> what? September yeah. 2nd. Cody hasn't been sleeping this week. No. September 2nd, 2016. My name is Cody Spitzelberger with me. It's the lovely Anthony Tyson. Uh, what up? And that lovely. boy there, John McNabont. Uh, meme Lord. So, meme Lord. <laughs> What's up, guys? We got some new tap stuff. Yeah. Again, I'm um, running on pretty much just pure adrenaline at this point for the week. And caffeine. <laughs> Not even really caffeine. Are you on your like weird like 30-second wind? I mean, <laughs> I got four hours of sleep last night. Was that the most you slept this week? No. Oh, okay. um, we'll talk about it later. But um, <laughs> Legion launch—I was up for thirty-seven hours straight. I was watching a part of it. Oh, which, dude, uh, I was dozing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you looked yeah. real. You were doing your thing where you like turn your head because you're starting to like. Yeah. Um, but after the thirty-seven hours, took I slept for eight hours, and it was like the best eight hours of my sleep. Oh yeah. Ever. I'll bet, man. So. Bet it felt nice. So let's jump into it with. It's funny. I said newsy type stuff. Because the guy that this pertains to talks about news type stuff. Or at least the guy who's reporting on a lot. YouTube's doing some shit. Some yeah, to say the least. Well, it's it's censorship and not allowing creators to make a, a profit on stuff that YouTube is deeming advertiser unfriendly. Right. And it pretty much has to do with anything that the fucking ABC would have as their regular guidelines for whatever they're allowed to play at prime time. Yeah. Um, pretty much YouTube has the right to essentially demonetize anything that you have. Under their guidelines, they state even news, policies relating to the day, any type of, of, uh, of slur words, um, pretty much anything under the sun is I mean, now yeah, open. I mean, there's obviously stuff like it. Sexual content, like yeah, that, like stuff like that. It's like no shit. This should not be getting monetized. Right. It's not. But like it's the not big thing. Like, we don't want that. Here. The right. scariest <laughs> category is quote sensitive content. Yeah, and like, it's like oh, talking about like natural disasters, and it's like what, like not to get political or really dumb about this kind of thing, but 
unfortunately, I feel like we live in a generation of of victims. Yeah. And this is just enabling that type of mentality, I think. Like, there's there's a good way to look at this and a bad way to look at this. And it's... People need to know what's going on in the world. Because hiding it isn't going to solve anything. Right. One of the biggest creators on YouTube who's been affecting is Philip DeFranco. Mm-hmm. Does news new daily news show for those who have ever seen him. But, like, he basically says, like, oh, no, I'm not going to water down the news. Like, you're going to get it real and you're going to get my thoughts on it. Like, this is a conversation. I'm not just going to be feeding you information. Yeah. And he even specifies himself, too, that he's able to do this because he doesn't have to worry about the AdSense revenue from oh, yeah. YouTube exactly. He has sponsors that allow him to do and operate as he does. Mm-hmm. So he's not really affected by this. But, but it's the still, other people... Like he's, he, him, like, yeah, there's been videos... Uh, for him that have been demonetized, well, and that's he, annoying. But I, I said that wrong. He's affected, just he's not hit as hard. Right. Because it's, His big it's, thing yeah. is just YouTube, you need to communicate better. Yeah. Right. Like, what is actually happening? Like, people, this video is just getting taken down for, like, reasons we're not really sure of, and then it's like, oh, you can appeal to get it back, and it might work, and then we're going to say it. You don't, you're not getting it back, but we totally gave it back to you. It's just really annoying and really confusing at this point. I feel like it's the biggest problem. Right. I think communication is key. They're well within their rights, technically, as a company to do this. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's really debating that, but it's still just but, the communication is just well, right. garbage. And, and I think the underlining tone behind it is a little more garbage, too, as well. Because why do we like YouTube? It's a free space for you to gain the thoughts of anyone and anyone on the internet. You know, they don't have to be a celebrity, although now, obviously, we have YouTube celebrities. Yeah. But they can be anyone, and you can get their their content, what their thoughts are, straight from them. No filter. Now we're getting filters. And that's ruining what I think YouTube is really good at. Because we're in an age now where we don't have to be ABC primetime, CBS, or whatever to get our content out there to people and talk about things. We don't have to be politically correct. People have been saying that, like, quote, real TV is dying. And that's for a variety of reasons, you know, the the rise of, of streaming and just, you know, as generations change. But I mean, like this, the content, like specifically news and what people are reporting on actual live television, it's watered down. And right. It's, you know, it's, that's it's why I go to Vice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Philip Ringo does it really well. Where he just like, here's the fucking yeah. real news. Right. It's just, it's dumb. If you want more information on this, you can definitely look at He's done a couple different videos on it. Uh, check him out, but it's just, it's kind of scary, especially you know for us who are because yeah, it's trying it, to start a rise on YouTube, right? For the for the young up and coming, which would be us under that qualification. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see what happens. The biggest thing I just I want more communication from YouTube. Yeah, like I'm I don't think there's anyone being like you're not like you're doing it just because well, you're not correct. All yeah. the biggest thing is like there are people who are like big creators who obviously have this stuff and they're not getting hit. I mean. Again, it's yeah. just a communication thing. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's a mistake. I don't think it's immoral. Right. It's just a mistake. So, yeah. um, so we'll see how it plays out. Like you said, when we were before the cast, we'll probably get something within the next couple of days, maybe a week. And if they're dumb, though, we won't, and then it'll get worse. And but we'll see. Will just die. Yep. <laughs> we're all moving to Twitter. What's the other? What Tw- was the other? Twitch uh, Vimeo. You, the the baby YouTube for a while. Oh, Ustream was it? Ustream. No. Vimeo. Ustream was like baby Twitch. Okay. So Vimeo maybe? There was one. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but 
I don't know. Yeah, the only one that I could thought of is Vimeo, but that's not really there. Go on Facebook video. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's go. Moving on to some DC news. Yeah. John Luke. So what happened with that Batman guy? So that boy. boy Batman. <laughs> that boy Batman. Ben Affleck, being the cheeky little bastard that he is, <laughs> posted some footage of something it, of something we don't know if it's justice league we don't know yeah. if it we don't know if it's like test footage we don't know if it's for justice league everybody assumes it's for justice league we don't know if it's for the solo batman film that affleck is directing and leading in obviously but we got some footage of deathstroke deathstroke the terminator slade wilson in his newest iteration just kind of there there d- doing looking badass like he always does so, this is interesting. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think? What- so, I, I think there's two things, and it was kind of going along what we were talking about before. So, when we were first looking at this, the Instagram GD uh, pr- private message, uh, John Luke made a really good point. It's like, well, fuck, I don't want him in Justice League because then they're going to crossbones him. And I'm like, ah, oh, they can't do that. They can't do that to Deathstroke. But I have been seeing more rumors go around. I don't. I haven't double checked to make sure if they're confirmed or not. So shoot me internet. But I want to say that this might be test footage for the solo Batman film. That's what everyone and is assuming. I think if Deathstroke was the first villain for a solo Batman film, It'd be good. applause. That'd be good. I'm that so would down. be amazing. I can also see them going the route of him being a throwaway in justice league and then being the focus of the Batman movie. I hope they don't do that. I could see it too. That's yeah. that's bearable though. As long yeah. as yeah. they don't one off off like yeah. yeah. So it's exciting. So the fact that they took him away from DC TV to put him in the extended like the movie universe, yeah. they need to do him justice because yeah. the TV did him justice. What if what if they got Manganiello or uh, Man Manu Bennett? Yeah, or well, yeah, but but Joe Manganiello, I would be okay too. with that. He yeah. looked awesome. Him or. Perlman would be my two that I can think of. That would I be. want Perlman as Cable. I know that's the other thing between Stephen and Lang and yeah. him. Yeah, but okay. But yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that's happening. It's real exciting. It's looking good. Moving on. They did another Nintendo Direct. It was a smaller one. It was all about the DS. It was mostly about the DS. <laughs> it was all about the D. <laughs> I thought you were all gonna leave it there. The D. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's just run through this real quick. Um, all the big news. Super Mario Maker coming to 3DS. Fucking Woo! genius. Smart. I will probably buy it, even though I have a Wii U. I'd rather have it on the 3DS. I feel like it's just I would too. more accessible. Yeah. yeah. If I were to play it. Yeah. Animal Crossing New Leaf adding Amiibo support in December. I don't know what the Amiibo support is. Speaking of Amiibos, some sweet new Zelda ones. Yeah, we're getting four new ones. So we're getting an 8-bit uh, Link in the style, kind of like they did the 8-bit Mario. We're getting Ocarina of Link. Link. Ocarina, Ocarina of, of Link. Link. Ocarina <laughs> of Time Link. Dude, my brain is just da- gone. Yeah. It's dawn. It's dawn, guys. It's, it's, it's dawn. dawn. Rip. And then we're getting two for Wind Waker, a Wind Waker, Toon Link, and a Zelda. Slash Tetra. Slash Tetra. Yeah, that's pretty neat. It looks cool. Um, speaking of Zelda, new Hyrule Warriors Legend DLC announced includes Spirit Train. I didn't see actually what it is. Probably the Spirit Tracks. Okay. The Zelda game. I think it's probably the, the least liked Zelda game at this point. It's definitely the least liked of the mobile ones. Yeah. Which is a whole the mobile ones are pretty good. Um, Dragon Soul 8 remake for 3DS delayed to 2017. That's not a big thing. Yoshi's Woolly World confirmed for 3DS. Did you say Dragon Soul? 
I might have. I think you said Dragon Soul. Dragon Quest. Eight. Dragon Quest. Dude, I'm done. <laughs> Yoshi's Real World from 3DS. That's good. People liked that game. Yeah. I hear that people liked it. They liked it a lot. Zane appreciated it. Yeah. New oh. 3DS Mario sports game announced. It's like all the okay. sports, apparently. Oh, okay. It's like tennis, golf. You, that you sounds. Going. That yeah. sounds like the Olympic version, but for regular games. Yeah, it's like so take like Mario, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, but yeah. it's just Mario. Take Mario tennis, take Mario golf, put them together, add some other stuff. <laughs> There's some sports. Might be bowling. Mario, some Mario sports bowling. ball. <laughs> sports ball. Um, new Pikmin game coming to 3ds. How do you feel about that, Cody? As I'm excited. Um, I'll you know, play I've only that. ever actually yeah. played the first Pikmin. Yeah, the very first one, but I love the shit out of it. I I it's haven't good. even like finished a pikmin game i've just dabbled in it through friends but from what i saw you know the pikmin are cute you can um if you want i can give you the new play new play edition of the first one so it just plays on the wii and it the controls work wonderfully for the wii let me think on that i know they did a new play for two it's this is a little off topic but it's kind of like an rts because with the remote you can actually well now i want to play it you can kind of point where you want to go no it definitely is it is definitely an rts yeah sweet and it's a lot more accessible because it's like a mouse yeah it's cool um pikmin pokemon sun and moon so we've gotten some sweet forms you guys talked about a couple weeks ago and we're getting a aloha ratata yeah which is dark normal type it's got a little sweet little stash little mustard stash yeah what the fuck does its evolved form look like I want to see Raticate so bad Raticate I want to see like dark I want to twirly mustache and evil top hat it's probably gonna have a top hat you're probably with a monocle yeah oh my god I don't even care if it's bad I'll use it because dark normal is a really bad type yeah I don't know if you guys realize that but it's like fighting type quad weakness Get wrecked, peasant. Um, much like the uh, Torchic for X and Y on the mystery gift for the early buyers, we're going to get a Munchlax. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, Munchlax is pretty cool. Snorlax yeah. is pretty good, yeah. especially when it gets its own Z-move. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Pummelizing so, pancake. Yeah. Pulverizing pancake. I'm sorry. Snorlax stands up, does like a body slam, and sits on the guy. Murders it with his ass. <laughs> like Nintendo, this is where we're at for 20 years of Pokemon. Yeah. What's the new move? Oh, Snorlax just sits on people. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you guys should go look up all that games. evolution. Yeah. All right. uh, the rest of the news, it's a little bit smaller. Uh, five new street games are on the way, including your choice of a free one out of the five, which is pretty cool. Street Pass Me Plaza Premium Makers can now hold up to 100 Me characters at a time. That might be worth it just getting premium for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool for for like uh, SGC or Comic-Con this year, like, that thing fills up real quick with only 10 really people. really quick. That's not a bad deal depending on the price point for 10 times that amount. Yeah, I forgot to bring mine on the last comic on Denver Comic-Con. Yeah. I regret. I only brought it like one day. I don't remember. Me too. <laughs> uh, Picross 3D Round 2 was launched on the 3DS eShop. And then Japan's Nintendo Direct teased a new game called Miitopia that wasn't discussed elsewhere. I want to say that sounds familiar. Do we have something like that already? I don't know. You might be thinking of um, what's the mobile game? Oh yeah, you. Kn- I'm probably thinking. What's of that it one. called though? I I don't know. Me Mi- Mitomo, like literally Mitomo. Mitomo. Yeah, that's okay. exactly. I was thinking of Tomodachi Life. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good, good little Nintendo drag. It was small. Yeah, but I think that's okay for them. Did I hate. Oh, did we mention the Galaxy DS? Oh, that was actually in the the direct. That but was then before. That was right before right. they announced a new. New 3DS. 
God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> new new 3DS. Uh, it's Monday. like a fucking galaxy. Yeah. Thing looks cool as yeah. shit. Lauren's real good. salty that she bought one like yeah. six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I bet she is. But pretty good. Yeah. Moving on to um more hashtag fuck Konami stuff. Let's turn it over to my boy in the field, Anthony. <laughs> uh, MGS5 <laughs> Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah! Put your pinkies high up in the air, right there, fucking Konami. Um, yeah, no, this is the definitive edition of the game. So, like every game gets, you know, best game of the year edition, especially if they're really, really popular. Metal. This is Metal Gear Solid 5's version, but it's just really, really funny because. It just has all of the DLC and, like, extra content for the Metal Gear Solid Online. And I'm pretty sure no one really cared about those DLC anyway because no. they just add, add on nope. cosmetics. The one- but the one omission is Jean-Luc. I don't remember what. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the ending. The proper oh, ending. yeah, the, the, <laughs> the additional content, yeah, yeah. chapter 51. <laughs> like, people are so salty, including myself, about it. That's what I'm... The one cool thing, not even really cool thing, is that it does include Ground Zeroes. Ground Zeroes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you were the one, if, if you did miss out on when it was, like, the free game for PlayStation Plus, yeah, definitely a nice little bonus there. That's the thing. But Konami's just trying to win fans back at this point, and it's, it's you can They're tell all it's the wrong ways. sad and desperate, and it's hilarious. Yeah. I need more pachinko machines I mean, in my life. I mean, this, this didn't spawn my vitriol, like... <laughs> Metal Gear Survive that did, just, but <laughs> this is it, it's just it's, it's whatever just it's whatever. Rage. I don't care. I'm glad I wasn't here for that week. <laughs> oh my god, it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun cast because yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I kind of appreciated being devil's advocate in that. You did make a good way. point though. We talked about that uh, later. But. Yeah, but I hope Anthony didn't want to kill me too hard. No, I didn't want to want to you know Metal Gear snake me too hard. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> oh on to somewhat of a more somber and sad news. Um it was announced Monday morning that Gene Wilder had passed away at the age of eighty three due to complications with Alzheimer's. Yeah, super, super sad. It just adds to the stacked talent that unfortunately we've lost this year. Um really, really sad. But he's left us a lot of good she shit. Um Monday evening while I was supposed to be sleeping for Legion. Couldn't sleep because you know it's like Christmas. I um, <laughs> I watched Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. It had been a while since I had seen the original. Mm. I think it was like around the time the remake came out. Right? Does it still hold up to you? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I, it does for me too. Oh yeah, I, think, I love that movie. I love that movie. Um, and I don't mind the remake as much as other people do. I'm definitely on the side of more annoying for that remake. Right. But um, I mean, it I, it doesn't hold a candle to the original. Yeah, as long as we understand that the original I is think there. You, you have the to to view them as separate instances. True, true, and technically, the second one is more close to the book. It is. Yeah. That is true. But yeah, go watch some Gene Wilder stuff. Go watch some of the old Mel Gibson stuff. I watched uh, Frankenstein earlier this week. Yeah. I you know what? I'm really sad. I'm like supposed to be the movie guy here and i have not watched one yet since so i will be trying to watch blazing saddles soon there you go (laughs) um companies are doing cool stuff like alamo is doing a gene wilder night yeah i'm super tempted about that 13th yeah Yeah. that's cool um so before we hop into our topic we want to do two little mini reviews of some stuff I, i think one's impressions 
Yes. More so, but yes. So let's start with that one. Uh, Anthony, Battlefield. Yeah, you got to mess with the Battlefield beta. I know Holy Andrew and Zane both did as well, correct? Yeah, so okay. we we did it at the stream uh, last night, twitch.tv slash kickdomination streams. Uh, yeah, it was it was surprising. I came in uh, Wednesday when it was revealed that the open beta was now free for everyone. I played it for an hour and I was like, holy shit, that was fun. So then I hopped on the message and I told Zane and Andrew about it and they're like, okay, you know, like we'll, we'll try it out. And I don't want to say it like that, like, okay. But they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. They went from being meh to being like, okay, I got to get this game. That's like, good. Andrew is really sold on it. Zane's like, if I have the money, might have to grab it. It's... It was impressive. Um, pretty much, we got a map in the desert, and you get to spawn as Calvary uh, occasionally what? if you want Sweet. to, which is awesome. So you know that scene in The Mummy, uh, in the beginning of The Mummy? I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Yes. The one with yes. Brendan Fraser? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're on the horse, and you see like the, the people with the, the rifles, and they're just like, <laughs> you know, like that's an awesome fucking scene. You're that person on the horse that's with, the, with the musket rifle and everything. And the thing is, it's good. But you don't really, really love it until you have the moment where you run through the city plaza in the uh, middle left-hand side of the map. And then instead of using your rifle, you're like, fuck it. And you pull out your goddamn saber and you just swing and slash all around. <laughs> like, I got like a five-kill streak, but awesome. usually you just fucking die on those things. Yeah. <laughs> what I, I heard say, about Battlefield for the moments. longest time was like the combat and like the game itself is like okay. But like the moments you create in that game is really what like sells it. Yes. Uh, and that moment happened for... Uh, both Andrew and I. So we, the one of the best things of this game that I can sell everyone on is the tank combat feels incredible. A tank combat has always been good in Battlefield, but yeah. this one especially because they go back to World War One style crazy weirdo tanks, where now we have like you know the light tanks with the weird you know like capsule and the little cannon that goes like that. But then you get the massive stupid looking land ships with cannons out to the side there, two cannons on the side mm-hmm. there, and one in like driver. So you have to end up working together to get the best angles for the entire thing because the thing becomes a walking behemoth, but you can really get killed quickly if you don't have the uh, area of effect right for your people that are in there. So it becomes a really, really cool game where you can make one of them last. Uh, They were in one, and I had a light tank, and we just ran around the map just decimating people. There was one time where a land ship came to fight Zane and Andrew. I came up from the rear hand side of it and just pummeled it as they finished it off. It was like the most epic, like fuck moment. (laughs) Andrew later then was in the land ship and he's manning the gun and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try this. So he managed to see sight a random uh, ship uh, flying plane in the sky, which the aerial combat feels great too. Okay. Um, He sighted it leaded it just like you should oh, and he got one of the the plane kills from the cannon and wow. then meanwhile while he was doing that and got a fucking lucky ass kill there was a sniper in the background that i took care of and i kind of positioned my tank in an artillery strike kind of oh, way geez. and i led the shot up hit him right in the fucking face <laughs> and sniper no more that is the kind of epic moments that you can create with that game and the train these new behemoth classes that they have in here are awesome if the zeppelin was as cool as the train would was I'm I'm sold. Like they make they make the at ats in Battlefront look shit. What? The train is so fucking cool. It literally goes across the map. You can control the movement of it so you can stop at actual what? objectives okay. and position yourselves there. And it is a six person train that has AA cannons, AT cannons, and anti personnel, anti infantry cannons. 
It's stupid. It can get fucked up if you have a lot of good people on the team, and it only positions itself when one of the teams is significantly lower than the other one towards the end of the game. So the losing team gets the behemoth okay. to come out and That's try and cool. come wow. back. It is so mind-blowingly like it. fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't have time for this, but I want to play it. It's so now. cool. And rush mode felt good too. Same I map love and everything. Rush. I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, rush it... rush felt really good. Yeah. And I like the addition that you can call in artillery strikes mm-hmm. from the base. Although I feel as if it didn't have the effect intended necessarily. It's not epic or anything, mm. but it's still cool that you can do it. That's awesome. So the game is looking great. And again, it brings up that worry that I brought a couple casts ago when we were talking about uh, shooters. Mm-hmm. I think Battlefield 1 is totally going to galvanize Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2. Wow, I said that weird. Um, Titanfall 2 felt good, and it was great. Battlefield 1, I'm like, what is Titanfall 2? That's awesome. how good it that is. That kind of sucks, but... Yeah, it's going to galvanize it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's so. that's good to hear, though, because yeah. 4, 4 was still underwhelming. Yeah, it was. So that sounds really cool. I'm interested. Yeah. Check it out. Still playing right now. Is it? Beta. Okay. <laughs> till when? Do you know? Probably until this weekend, I okay. think. Maybe I'll download it, but that's going <laughs> to hurt my internet. <laughs> Six gigabytes. It that's, went really fast. That's, that's not terrible. I'll do so. when I sleep then. Legion. Legion. Cody's dead. A little bit. <laughs> uh, Cody's so, dead. <laughs> I did a 24-hour stream. That was a lot of fun. I actually can't even say I did a 24-hour stream. I had a 21-hour stream. Hey, uh, that's pretty fucking good. The weather killed it, unfortunately. Oh, did it? Yeah, when it was raining real bad down here. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it was like super crazy lightning. It like killed my internet and I was just dropping frames like none other. So I was just like, all right, I got to call it. So, Legion's pretty good. Yeah? It's Dude, really good. It's fun. It's really it, good. You've messed with it. it Not brought, nearly as much as me. No, but. hell no. It definitely brought me back into the fold though. Like, yeah. I was telling Cody, I, I mean, I got bored with Wad after like four days of playing it and didn't come back till like. Couple, a month ago. A month ago. <laughs> yeah. So this this has totally drawn me in. And this Blizzard is just throwing fan service left and right. Throwing fan service, throwing content. There's so much to do still. Smooth launch too. Like it was um the smoothest launch for Blizzard mm-hmm. ever. It was nice. awesome. Though I think the staggering between time zones really, really, really helped. They do always do that with the EU though. Yeah. But like the biggest thing that they did too mm-hmm. was so it launched at 12 a.m. Pacific. Like, people started getting the quest notification for the stuff at, like, 11.45, and it was only a couple people. Yeah. So, like, they staggered, like, they kind of, like, released it in waves just for, like, people. Because there were, like, <laughs> there were, like, 500 people standing in Dalaran waiting around, waiting around Cadgar to start everything. I, yeah. I remember briefly looking at the beginning of it, because I went back, and... uh like it was just so weird because there's just people like tons of people fucking just standing. Yep, was which waiting. so weird. The cutscenes, the opening cutscenes, the cutscenes in general Jesus. are all incredible. It's so good, it's so good. Um, there's some cool stuff happening, and my favorite realm or my favorite zone while leveling Stormheim had some absolutely ridiculous lore implications. Yeah, yeah. Is that the Sylvanas one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying, I, I mean, I'm still learning what these words mean, but like I keep hearing Sylvanas like in the echo chamber of Sylvanas the internet is right now. pure hype right now. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. Illidan isn't even a thing in this expansion yet. <laughs> nice. We'll talk about it because there's, it's pretty heavy spoilers. 
so I don't want to talk about it on cast for those who want to hear it, but it's, um, it's pretty pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Just you're at that point kind of right now where you're spamming dungeons, doing everything. It's hard. I've spent so much time, and I still feel like I'm behind because there's so much to do right now. I was gonna say so tons of new quests. Mm-hmm. What else is new? Okay, coming so to this? got through leveling. Yeah, that's the easy part. Um, once you hit 110, you have a lot of things to do. One, you have to spam dungeons to get your gear up. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, two, there's a new area called Suramar, only available at 110. First of all, Suramar is freaking incredible zone. It looks awesome. It looks amazing. Um, you know what the night elves are. In, yes. In well, um, the night elves like have to feed on magic, and the elves in general do. The night fallen are a group of elves that had to feed on their they couldn't feed on mana they had to feed on like a mana like well called the night well it literally turned their skin like glassy black and like turned their eyes purple and they're like so fucking dependent on the the night well that if they like don't drink from it they go fucking crazy like super quick Mm, so you're dealing with these um there's basically these group of of rebel um night fallen and they're um they got banished from the city because the legion basically took the city over and like you're trying to help these guys like reclaim their city also while you're like gathered like it's just like a daily hub but they're like really good quests and then you have to like gather ancient mana crystals like going around and like feeding them the crystals so you continue to do the dailies because if huh. you don't feed them the dailies they just won't do anything for you oh wow so you gotta this go is the 110 area yes okay there's so much to do in Stormar, and it's also the once you hit 110 it's the main way that you level your artifact i was like what what are so what are artifacts they're your weapon artifacts oh, are, oh awesome. okay it's your weapon yeah. it's, it's your weapon but it's like heavy lore weapons and like your weapon has a tech tree and all kinds of stuff gotcha go gotcha gotcha but like you have artifact power experience and um they come in the form of item drops and you just apply it to the weapon like while you're leveling you'll get like tens you know some 20s 35s couple hundreds from quests first suramar quest 800 Huh. It just throws artifact power wow. at you. There. Well, like, it jumps exponentially. Like, you get it where it's, like, a couple hundred, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think, like, point thirteen was, like, 1,200. Um, point f- fourteen is, like, 6,500. And then, like, point fifteen is, like, 10,000. It starts climbing so quick. So, for all of the stuff that you are getting... It also scales to that. Incredibly. Yeah. But then there's also stuff like, it's called artifact knowledge. Once you hit 110 where you can like start getting like basically a multiplier mm. for your artifact hmm. experience. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, on top of that, there's profession quest lines now where you have to do like 60 quests just to get all of your profession patterns. So and like you're a healer, a you got to do healing no, things? No, like um, blacksmithing, so for example. So like blacksmithing, oh, skinning, stuff gotcha, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Not so, class related, I'm sorry. But then there is class super quest. class heavy quest lines you have to keep on to. There's so much. And they're mm. awesome. And they're not like just crappy filler. They have story. They have story. They're yeah. awesome. They cater to both people who are just joining or people like me who are getting back in, people who are like really deep into the lore. Like, So it kind of sounds... Exactly like you were saying before, where it's Legion positioned itself very well to be a really great, like, possibly last for a while. I don't think it'll be the last, last, but it brought in the audience. I think if they're going to end well, 
Okay. I think the expansion after Legion will be it. Okay. They're not going to stop WoW, though. Gotcha. I, I read a, fu- a funny interview. I forget who it was, but uh, the guy, they asked, uh, dude from Blizzard, they asked him, uh, how many expansions are you guys planning to do? It was do? like 20-something. And he's like, well, you know, we have about 35 ideas. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I mean, they they, they, <laughs> they said like yeah. they're already working on the next like couple expansions. Yeah. They're always like that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, But this did a great job of bringing in new people, bringing in uh, classic vets like yourself that haven't been in there for a while, Jean-Luc. Yeah. And, people that are already ingrained into it and giving you more what you love too, mm-hmm. Cody, right? So. Well, like, even, even using your free level 100 boost, like, I used it on one of my characters. Now, I, I know how to play the game and I know how abilities work and whatever, but if somebody were to come in and do a level 100 boost by just straight up buying this expansion, um, it puts you in a little tiny tutorial combat area. Where yeah. it, like, gives you a couple abilities, like, as you keep going, it keeps you, like, basically learning. It does it's a also really a, good job. It does a really good job. Yeah. They've also, like pruned abilities to the point where it's like kind of upsetting it's it they made the game a lot easier they made the game a lot easier in in, in a both a good and a bad way in a good maybe? and a bad so yeah. like the biggest example i can give was like death knights had very little spec identity in the sense where like each spec like each spec felt different but not different enough so now they made like a lot of like the core classic dk spells like spec specific hmm. so okay. which is good and bad if you take i, I made death knight for the last you know three expansions take take frost death knight the the damage dealing class or my favorite damage dealing class how it used to be um i i had a particular grid on my ui of all my ability buttons i had you know like just under 20 abilities now when i log in i feel like i have like six or seven frost got hit super yeah. hard though even on holy it feels like on it holy, took a huge hard. hit like they they really stream, like streamlined how to you know play each class and it made it easier is a, is an okay word to use but they, more accessible I guess they had to give nice. each spec such an identity mm. for Legion with the artifact quest lines with the artifacts themselves being like oh like you're a rep pally here's the fucking Ashbringer like the one the most iconic weapons in WoW ever yeah. So, or my sweet black doom hammer that's black now, by the way. Is it black now? Yes, that's cool. Like, Tight. It's it's got a little something for everyone. Yeah. Cool. And I feel like Cody said that a couple weeks ago on the cast you guys did when he like made impressions. The list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's still pet battle. <laughs> still Pokemon. Yeah, you can still Pokemon. We Camel. Were, we were leveling, <laughs> and um, we were doing Velshara, which is like this cool like night elf area, and like it's like really cool. And we're leveling first. Like wait, I'm like what? He's like there's a baby fawn. I need it as a battle pet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I choose you. <laughs> pretty much. But um, oh, it's so much fun. I'm pretty happy with the expansion so far. It's it's obviously like it's too early to like say like, oh, this is the best expansion ever. Um, It's very strong right now. I nice. hope I can hold it up. See where like, the story goes to. See where the story goes. And like, obviously, eventually we're going to run out of stuff to do. So Blizzard needs to keep up on their promise of like, no, we're going to give you stuff to do this time around. And they've got a good thing going. So they do. As long as they keep doing what they're doing. I, I have, mean, so I, have I high hopes. since hitting 110, which hitting 110 took me about 18 hours of playtime, um, I have played, I think it was close to 40 hours at level 100 already. 110. 110. And I'm still like, again, I feel like I'm far behind, but I'm not. I'm only done with one zone a, a fifth 
of the leveling zones. A fourth. A fourth. And I God, it's it every little step feels rewarding. See, yeah. this is this is why though, also when you guys tell me about these things, because like I'm fucking loving that it's great for you. Cause like that's good to keep you invested in everything. But the sheer scale of amount of time oh, yeah. that you have to put into it oh, is yeah. just it's overwhelming for me. It's personally. overwhelming for me too, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> no, it's but, but you kinda like that at the same time? Yeah. Okay. That's that's why I like that I I mean they did this with every expansion, like it was it was very you know, you could take breaks, do whatever you need to. Sure. But if you're if you're unlike Cody who's, you know, rating progression, you know, keeping up with the releases, if you're just like me who's just playing through it uh, for fun, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I don't play WoW for fun. It's, it's not fun. You, you know what I mean, though? Like, Serious, bro. Like, go at your own pace type of thing. Like, what I've been doing, just kind of exploring and doing... With, exploring. And doing... <laughs> fucking damn it. And doing what you do. It's it's fun, man. Like Catching fawns. It seems really intimidating, but once you get the core mechanics of the game down, like, you can go do, off and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's a big important thing. Like, the reason why I'm, like, so ingrained in it is because I have to be, because I have to be ready for the raid in a couple weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, he's so. got a, he's got a team to match, you know. Like, I'm just excited. I want to get to 110 and go run old shit. Like, I That's go- what you're excited to do so far. Yeah, I need to do dude. Ice Ground sometime this week. Still. I want to go do, like, fucking hell. Burning Crusade raids. I want to go do, like, uh, Ice Crown, you know, Lich King raids. I just, I well, just that was, like, go. always your thing, though, so. It was. I want to go do mop. I want to do time walking with you when it's available. Okay. We'll do it. That's the thing. Just got to keep a word and actually stick around this time. Yeah, I will. I, I, th- I really will because I'm having a really good time, and I didn't think I would. You're fucking panda, shaman, derp. Yeah, still won't let me race change him. Really? Yeah, I'm real salty about That's it. That's weird. <laughs> That's racist. I know. I want to be an orc real bad. <laughs> I don't want to fuck pandas, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck pandas. <laughs> <laughs> we made the joke that, um, you know, how early I was talking about panda droids and yep. how, like, you know, their bear form would just speed them or all form. Yeah. Moonkins, which are like magical chickens, they have antlers. It's just gonna be a panda like holding little like fake antlers up like this <laughs> like the whole time. Sticks like <laughs> to um, it. We decided that uh, <laughs> druid pandas would be pandas aloha form. So oh, God. <laughs> instead of standing oh, up, they just no. go down on all fours. Yeah, it's just, it's just like transform into to bear. They just they just tear off their clothes. And like, <laughs> I'm ready, bro. Uh, it's it, fucking great. It's been fun though. It's and been demon up. hunters are so fun. They're so fun. I'm trying but so I hard. Hate them. I'm trying so hard to commit to my shaman, but do whatever you want, dude. Demon hunters. Um, are fun. they're gonna get nerfed. I know. They're so strong. I know. <laughs> um, AOE damage. They're like they're so good at AOE. Like everyone else is like 200k. Like holding it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, our demon hunter. We're doing dungeons with 450k AOE. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's like what the fuck. They're gonna get nerfed. And they're gonna get. I mean, they're. It's their specialty, so it'll be That's so much fun. Though. But yeah, yeah, if you're playing Legion, like obviously, you're playing it. It's it's hard to be like, yo, go play WoW because you know you have time for that, right? Go enjoy twelve years of fun. <laughs> like go like, go immerse That's yourself. Literally, whenever I see a review pop up for the for Legion so far, yeah, um, it has that as its like tagline. It seems you can years. enjoy twelve years of content, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> It's overwhelming. Start. It, it, yeah, it is I'm overwhelming at the, on the tip, but once you get in there, just the tip. Once you get in there, just <laughs> once Harambe, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, <sighs> God, he's gonna be the real end boss, Legion. <laughs> Harambe being <laughs> repossessed by the Burning League. <laughs> Harambe repossessed by Leroy Jenkins. Oh, what? No. <laughs> It's just Leroy standing on Harambe's head. There you go. Look at the fell gorilla. 
Jesus. I want that to be a mount. Felgorilla. Yes. Oh, God. Um, what was that Torn's name that was in the like tavern that you could fight? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Gammon. Yeah, he's going to be the final boss. Gammon was already a boss. He's going to be the final, final boss. He's not the final boss. He's, he's also, like... I don't know if he's actually like canonly dead now. I don't know. <laughs> I think he might have died during Siege of Orgrimmar. I'm you, not sure. You know what I'm excited and really not excited for? What? Karazhan. <laughs> I'm so excited for Karazhan. I'm really not, but I'm I really so am. excited. Because I, I want to play it. You just, you just are allergic to chess. I am. So. I'm allergic to WoW chess. You just need one knight in there. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I rate eight out of eight. That's as, that's as much as much WoW puns that's, as I can do. That's pretty right good, now. though. It's pretty good, though. Yeah. Not bad. Thank you. So, Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. The stream was a lot of fun, though. It was just exhausting. It was neat I'll to bet. watch I'll when bet. I was suffering at work. <laughs> Dude, I was so tired. I'd like to find a game that comes out where I'd probably do it for Mass Effect 3, actually. Mm. Or, well, Andromeda. Andromeda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know which one I want to do. That'd now. be sweet. I'll do, KH, I'll do it man. Just actually sleep before you do it, unlike me. I will. Yeah. I couldn't. I was up at 10 a.m. the day before and then was up till about 11 p.m. the next day. I would do it for December. My, the best, day, best ta- thing was when I was like, all right, I'm going to AFK for like 10 minutes. A 30 minute nap you did? Yeah, I took a 20 yeah. minute nap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to take a shower real quick. Let's like wake myself up. Oh, God. And I like sat down on my bed and I just passed out. And I was like, fuck, I'm streaming right now. <laughs> took a shower and I was like, I'm back. And they're like, where'd you go? I was like, I took a nap. <laughs> like, you're streaming. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> That's fucking great. So, That's good. Yeah. Let's move in to the topic. We have to spend another topic talking about the fucked up state of No Man's Sky. I s- mm. Well, okay, so f- funny. I, I kind of, I guess, took a position where I was defending the game a little bit on our last cast. A I think I was bit. justifying my You were justifying it, which is fine. Yeah, you were yeah. looking at it from both sides. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, I know that objectively this game is poor, but for some reason or another, there's enough of a draw to hook someone like me, which is odd because it literally was the game that I'm enjoying that I gave Destiny shit for. You know? Well, it's it's like what you said. It's the sci-fi right. thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sci-fi. It's the immersion. It's it, it may be really tedious and mundane, but it's a space simulator, yeah. you know? And and then who doesn't want that, right? Yeah. If they're me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always um, to space. Yeah. space. Well, apparently, segue, uh, there are a lot of people that don't want that. Yep. <laughs> and they were tricked. That is what they claim. So... <laughs> One thing that has happened is, um, so Steam, right, PC platform, No Man's Sky first released on PS4, but only a few days later, it did come out to PC. So naturally, Steam had it for sale, a lot of people asking for refunds on it. Um, So the debate on refunds came back again as well, because I think a lot of these people had played more than the 10 plus hours, and if I'm not mistaken, and I will double check later when I come to that part, but there is a certain specific time that you're allowed to play the game before you can get a refund on Steam. Well, I think yeah. it's... I want to say like 10 certain, hours. You play a certain amount of time and you can like pretty much get a refund, no questions asked. Right. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah. After that, you have to make a request. You have to make a request. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like Steam is like kind of like letting people do it from what I've been so, hearing about it. The you, first, you, have, you have some research. Yes. So please. So the first thing that drew my, drew my attention to this was a Sony executive actually came out on the Steam re- refunds and he wanted to talk about it. So he went onto um, Twitter and he claimed that 
If you're getting a refund after playing a game for 50 hours, you're a thief. Here's the good news. Most players are not thieves. Most players are decent. And he did update this. This was That was his original tweet. Uh, he said, most players are decent, honest people, without whose support there could be no industry. We're not talking about a consumer product in the factory sense. We're talking about a work of art. You can't just treat it like a widget. As a customer and a player before I was ever a developer, I'd only have asked for my money back if the game was broken at boot time. I have no dog in this race, just my two two pieces. I've been a dev, a pub, and a funder for decades, and a player for longer than all of that. Um, so he said that in response to all of the refund requests and also the claims that No Man's Sky has inherently lied to the customer no and the consumer about what it was and what it claimed to be here's the thing i don't think no man's guy really ever lied now in a way in like in the grand scheme of things there's there's two ways to look at it because yes you're right but sean murray said some specific things Mm -hmm. in interviews that are not possible at launch of this game. The one that I recall is the multiplayer thing. Yes. The multiplayer, I think, is the biggest issue. Yeah. Because uh, that one is what many claim to be a flat, bold-faced lie. Well, I, I feel like... Technically, they're right. If I remember correctly, the interview asked him, can you find other players? Yeah. And, yeah, he, he, said, and he said yes. Theor- yeah, he said, uh, theoretically, it's possible, although it should never happen. Yeah. And then we had that infamous moment during a Twitch stream where two people were literally on the same planet, same name and everything, same yep. location. They actually used, like coordinates coordinates to yeah. find each other and figure it out and they did not see each other i'm gonna play devil's advocate go ahead was multiplayer ever talked about at the actual launch of the game does the marketing for the game say multiplayer does the game description now let's get even shadier going into research for this i also found out that one of the biggest things that that happened was a GameStop employee did this. He took a picture of a first release copy of the game that they had gotten in their oh, shipments. I see what you're saying. And compared it to some of the newer ones they got. The original ones had a sticker overlaying the two player and put on one player. They switched it a little before launch. So, in a way, you're right that right at launch, but Fucking there is hell. a lot of shadiness that goes into that admission. Because as there's well. one thing, like, you know. Like, we've heard rumors about Kingdom Hearts 3 having multiplayer. Yeah. Like, if it comes out... It's a, and it's a rumor. If it comes out and it doesn't have multiplayer, like, we can't be like, right. oh, they lied to us. Right. This... That kinda? Yeah, it's it's this weird middle ground between the two. So, that's why we have to go back onto what did the publisher slash developer say for this game. Sean Murray literally said, yes, there is multiplayer in the game. He when? said people can find each other. When, people though? can play together. And it was marketed in a way that made it seem as if it was multiplayer talking about the game in past E3 conferences. I have heard many, many, many loops of it. Because there's like this 15-minute video, I think. I'm not sure if it was Jim Sterling that did it. Uh, it might have been. But he pushed. He put literally all of the pieces of the E3 demos and the uh, marketing that No Man's Sky had done for everything and put it into one long cut. And you at the end, he did one where it's like the multiplayer portion and it's like 
there was multiplayer. There could be multiplayer. Um, theoretically, two people could find each other. It was a never. It was a constant shift of attitudes there. So Sean's statements were a little misleading. Here's how I think it was. Sean Murray seems like a really nice guy. He seems a really chill dude, and he looks like he was stressed as fuck with getting this game. Oh, absolutely. Out. They're a team of There's, twenty. Yeah, there are so okay, people. Yeah, like everyone's like, "This is a triple like No. No, it's not. not. It's an indie, it's an indie yeah. game. Well, and there, there's another mistake, too, that we'll go into in a minute. Um, and we kind of touched upon that in the last cast. It was marketed as a AAA and game. It's not. And it's not. Um, so that was misleading, too. But also, I think he has an idea of what this game will become versus what it came out and launched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if he was even informed by his people, because I'm assuming he obviously had a lot to do with this game, but he was probably a lot focused on the publishing side of it. And I'm sure the original concept of the game had to be changed to meet a deadline that Sony gave them when they announced exclusivity and they got some funds from them, you know, as it always goes. Mm -hmm. So the game changed. That goes back to what Cody said. And that's like what Sean Murray wants is not the same thing as what we, as what launched, you know? I mean, sure. That's, it's good for devs to want to add content and, I don't want to use the word complete, but if they want to complete their idea and are unable yeah. to at launch, that's fine. But right. that's fine. But you just need to be honest. Yeah, about it. it's the, back to the communication. Thing. Right. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Again, it, it really is coming back to the communication thing. There like have been the things like, for example, there was like stuff announced. I think it was for Warlords of Draenor that they announced at like BlizzCon the year it was announced that didn't make it into the base release of the game, but came in later content patches, and they straight up said like, yeah. We didn't get it done in time. It's coming. Right. Here's another problem. Hello Games has not said shit on anything that's been flooding on the internet over No Man's Sky. They have been super quiet, and Sean hasn't said anything in like three weeks. Yeah, it's only been Sony, hasn't it? Like making any comments? Well, the Sony exec here is the first one to really say anything on it. Sorry for Hello Games. Like, I I, I kind of do too. Here's the thing: this is like here's the reality, and it sucks. They will probably never make another game. We'll see. It depends on if they will, okay. They will probably never make another game, and it not be scoffed at by the gaming community. I feel like at we're going to see yeah. a similar heavily judged situation with Firewatch. Like people talk so much shit about that game. That's a great comparison. Asked for yeah. refunds, and I, I mean they they the company that made Firewatch took it as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that, you know, Hello Games, like, uses this. Like, if they complete No Man's Sky, again, not a great word to use, but if they add content and eventually they get all the stuff that Sean wanted into the game, if they wanted to make another game and make another endeavor in the community, that's that's cool. Sure. Like, I, I just I think the only difference between the two, even though the comparison is totally apt because yeah. they were faced with similar circumstances, um, I think the only, the biggest problem here is that the way the marketing team at Sony handled this, which was way more in-depth than Firewatch was. Yeah, for an indie um, game, Sony put this on blast. Sony like, put it on blast. It was a premier title for yeah. them. They marketed it that way. They sh- Hello, Sean Murray. I shouldn't say Hello Games because Sean Murray is the focus of this. He's kind of the lead guy there. He's the one talking to PR and everything. He has said there was multiplayer, none at launch, and... I think another big problem is what is in the game itself. There were certain promises for different types of planets and variety that when you actually 
and this is the crazy thing about Reddit, they did this. They literally have compiled all of the different little parts and features that they found in animals, planets, like everything, fauna, flora, everything that they found and put it together in a mass thing. And I guess the bajillions and whatever combinations and everything doesn't really stack up to that promise. I don't think that's the biggest deal. I think no. it's the multiplayer that's really the the only way that you can justify the full refund no matter what angle. And I would yeah. say based on that alone, because that is a feature, feature of the game that has been said was going to be there and was taken off. And you can get shady with like the specifics of it. And right. you're fair to do so. But I think ultimately it stacks up. They do need a refund for this game. I'm... And that's where we're bringing it back to that original premise. Do you think refunds are stealing and or do you think there are moments and times where that that like you know refund policy should be changed to match the situation at hand um because i think this is a case point okay. it's it's gonna so, be an example forever <laughs> rewind a little bit yeah and again i'm gonna play devil's outfit because i'm so far up blizzard's ass that i've <laughs> seen this happen so many times yeah yeah and have lived with it I think it is so hard for me as a gamer, and I know this mindset is different from everyone else's. It is mad for me to get mad at a company for, like, it's hard because, like, I don't want to say, like, it's hard for me to get mad at a company to be like, oh, this is in our game, but then it's not. But it is so hard to get for me to get mad at a company when a game is still clearly in development and then a feature doesn't make it in. Right. I think it's also a mistake to compare video games so drastically to other consumer markets, um, especially when we get into the policies of refund too, which I think is where oh, you're absolutely. going into it. It's like a lot of our expectations come off hype. I think it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like No Man's Sky was hyped to all fucking hell. Yeah. For no reason. I'm sorry. I mean, like, again, like, I've been one of the people who have been like, no, this game looks, like, weird. Well, and I remember us even talking about it on the cast. If you'll go back, like, four or five or six episodes, you guys even specifically told me. And I I knew. I was like, yes, you're right, but I'm still interested in the premise of this game, and I wanted it. There was nothing wrong with that, but it was just like, I was, like kind of blatantly adamant about the game right and And i think that's wise of you to do that you mm -hmm. helped scale back my expectations which probably helped my opinions of the game at launch i do think there is some fucked up things with it i I completely agree with you it's it's so hard and again it's because like i've seen blizzard like go through stuff and be like oh yeah this is totally gonna be a thing and then it doesn't happen blizzard is also better about communication than most companies and again for the second time in this cast i want to point out there needs to be more communication with developers and with companies and with all this kind of stuff. Right. As Honestly. to what you're getting and what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I, I think I think it's 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 better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think that companies do need to have a little bit more transparency, especially in the day and age we're in where we have the internet. We are all connected yeah. more than we ever have been. Like, before. if you want to be the whole thing, like, oh, I want a refund for No Man's Sky because the game lied to me. 
We live in the fucking internet. Like <laughs> the internet lies the, to you. The internet not lies careful. to you, and we're also in a time where, like, if you want an opinion on a game, you wait till launch, and five seconds after launch, there's twenty different articles by fifty different people saying how this game is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that it literally and again, comes down to that. It boils down to a hype problem. Yeah. Because. I think people who are asking for it after 50 hours is fucking ridiculous. You obviously enjoyed the game enough to play it for yeah, 50 Yeah, if you're hours. committed enough to play that long, I think that's a little jacked up that you're asking for a refund. I'm sorry. I played, like, Star Fox Zero for, like, maybe, like, 25, 30 hours. Yeah. And I still enjoyed the fuck out of that game, and I'm not asking for a refund. Yeah, I think, um, I think where it falls for me is I think this is a case point in exceptions. Yes. Where we have to use not a black and white blanket yeah. statement for this game it has to depend on the person requesting and that's why I, i'm i'm really happy that at least steam has the option to ask for refunds although i'm going to pull up something here in a second that might change it's just still bit. ridiculous to me like i but, i am all on board for like steam's idea of like you play it for a certain time you don't like it you can bring it back that's fucking brilliant because especially with like how flooded the pc gaming market is well and steam Greenlight really both allowed games to come out into the fold that wouldn't normally be, but there's a lot of fucking trash that comes oh, out yeah. that you could pay money for and totally get fucked. Oh, That's yeah. why I would justify the, the Steam's review system because yes. it's... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they created this because of things like Steam Greenlight where you could buy broken games, unfinished games. Like Steam is doing something to keep their player base happy, to keep their customers happy, right. but at the same time, yeah, like Anthony said, you gotta make exceptions. So... Here's what the official statement is from Steam regarding the refunds for No Man's Sky. The standard Steam refund policy applies to No Man's Sky. There are no special exemptions available. Click here for more detail on the Steam refund policy, which is 10 hours, um, certain times of the game that you played. Yeah. If you're over that. So it doesn't sound like Steam is actually back. being like, no, yeah, we're just giving that refund something right. They're not. They're not, um, but again, there was that request uh, that they can make, and people are requesting still. And but I has think there been a report on Steam actually. I'm sure there have these? been a few. There I, have I don't been know a few. You're probably yeah. right. With yeah, with certain exceptions, and I think that is okay for there to be. I just think if we make it a blanket statement that anyone who plays a game after 50 hours can get a refund back, then what the fuck do, why the fuck was GameStop even a thing? Yeah. You know, there is a specific market for used games and used content. I think a digital landscape of that could be applied and there's some idea there. But I think overall though, the goal is to support the publisher and the developer of the game that made the game. And it's not like I widely support people torrenting movies all the fucking time. I don't. I think that's stealing. I, th I think that's wrong. Um, that's why I don't do it myself. So I think the same applies for video games here. I agree that 50 hours playing No Man's Sky, no, you, you, you fucking played it. You don't deserve, you don't deserve, you don't deserve a refund. A refund. Like you However. Obvi you obviously enjoyed it enough to spend 50 hours of your life in front right. of the TV and playing it. However, if you're outside of the ether, you've had it for a couple of days, you've maybe played 10 hours, and then it becomes revealed, maybe a little bit over even, and then it comes revealed that the thing that you really wanted out of the game, multiplayer, to play with your friends, and I do admit, part of me wanted to play with my brother exploring this universe. I can't do that now. You... I think that would be a case point example where it's like, well, yeah, I think a refund should be applied if to you. you don't Because realize... that is a direct misleading conception. Yes, from but person. if you don't realize by 10 hours in, by like if like... The one reason you want to be playing No Man's Sky is multiplayer. That's the literally only reason you buy the game. Well, I think it's one of many. 
That's yes. what I'm saying. You buy the game, you play it, and after 10 hours in, you finally realize multiplayer isn't in. I have more I faith that they can be in a community to be like, no, you would have realized yeah. sooner. I'm, the I'm internet is a thing. Which I know, is, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying I still think there's certain exceptions that I should agree. be applied for that. I absolutely agree. I just don't want it to be a blanket statement. Yes. Let me, I, I pulled up the review page on Steam. Okay, this has got to be a fucking gold mine. Now, you say that I have faith in the community. Let me yeah, just, no, that's. <laughs> let me just yeah. read this review right here, real quick. Around 20 hours in. Oh, I God. realized I, I was experiencing the same planet, the same structures, the same aliens, the same resources, and the same animals, just with slight changes. Also, you do the same stuff on each planet. Edit. I have played 42 hours now, and I just uninstalled. <laughs> like, ser- that's the type Again, of Again, that's, that's different than, like, that's, like 20 hours yeah. in, you realize, like, what the game actually is, as opposed to, like, oh, 20 hours in, I realize that... Like, this is not a multiplayer. <laughs> Twenty hours in to Destiny, I realized that I have to play with people. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. The way I think about it is this: I think there's some more responsibility that should be taken on all parts of this. This is a cautionary I fucking tale agree. in everything. Mm-hmm. Sony should not have marketed the way that they did. No. Hello Games should have been more open and honest about what their content was. Yes. And. Fucking people grow the fuck up. It's like I if said. If you're earlier, playing man. a game, yeah, it, it go ahead. generation of victims. I people, I don't want to say generation of victims because that implies a lot of things. It's the entitlement problem that we're seeing. No, instead of yeah. a generation yeah, of victims, let's just say fucking millennials. No, no, let's not dip our toes into that pool. No, um, no, it's the entitlement problem. People are whining about poor me. This was false advertising. I didn't get what I expected. Manage your expectations. Well, like, and hell, this should be a more, more even a reason why there should be people reviewing and vetting these games when it comes out. And I think yes. there's a reason why we want to review games, talk about games, experience them, so that other people that don't have the time and the effort and the energy to do so can go to us, IGN, GameSpot, any motherfucker you want to, and go get that information. And guess what? You can fucking do that. Yep. For this game, you and can. you would know, and that's why. And again, that's why Twitch is a thing too with live streaming. The biggest thing, two things, I want to, I think, are the biggest takeaways from this whole fucking situation. One, community, and this is like applied to the entire cast today, as as a, for a point. Yeah. It's One, a theme. companies need to communicate better. Yeah. And communication as a whole needs to be better. Yeah. Whether that's what you can do in a game, what you can do on a site, what you can't do in a game, what you can't do on a site. And again, I'm going to play devil's advocate because it's it's so hard to be like, oh, this game didn't deliver to me when anything before the release of the game is stuff before the release of the game. And it's while the game is still in development, yes. Hello Games should have done a better job of stating whether or not multiplayer was in the game or not. I 100% agree. Yeah, and just being less vague with what the yes. fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Like, I love Sean Murray, and I, I think, you know, he's, he's again, one of the kind of, like, adorable devs, indie devs that we call them now. Yeah. You know, where they come on, they're a little nervous, but they're excited at the same time. You feel the passion there. I feel like that was authentic. He's not trying to mislead you, but maybe he shouldn't be allowed to fucking do that. Get a fucking actual publisher get a fucking actual publicist that knows how to talk about 
what their their thing that they're talking about is people that are coherent speakers get them to talk about the game rather than the dude that's like well it's kind of this and we're going for that but this is this thing and that's there that doesn't make any sense. Right. Get somebody that's like, no, this is a Minecraft survival element horror game set in a science fiction universe that's very, very vast. Boom. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. Stop maybe that's not. Sorry. Stop slapping my table. <laughs> <laughs> Slap the mic. Um, maybe, maybe that's not the most impassioned thing. And maybe there is a reason why we still have E3 demos and everything like that, too. But there needs to be a moment, too, for the more private affairs where there is a much more honesty. Communication. Yeah. Number two, manage your fucking expectations. That's a big one. And I'm and I'm sorry because it's hard. No, I know. There's a reason why people were like, all of you were like, you don't seem as hyped for Legion as you are for WAD. And I don't think I was honestly because over the last couple years between Avengers: Age of Ultron, <laughs> The Division, <laughs> Wow, Warlords of Draenor, uh... No Man's Sky. Batman versus Superman. The list can go fucking on. Yeah. We live in a f- world where, like, hype is a fucking parasite. I don't... Mm. I, mm. I, think, I think there's a there's a reason why we have it, and I think it's okay to be excited think, for the things I that you there, want yeah, there's, to, to be. There's no reason why you shouldn't be excited. But I, again, like, when No Man's Sky is, like, the most hyped game of all fucking time, <laughs> when people still don't have an idea... Last Guardian is Last a game Guardian's that's hyped that game. No gonna, one knows what this game is, and it's right. so hyped. Death Stranding. Well, and, and City. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. That's different. <laughs> that's a different kind of hype. Well, <laughs> here's here's my point is, I think you should be responsible for the hype that you have. Exactly. And not yeah. blame outside parties. Exactly. For it. It's the whole victim thing again. There was yeah. never a point. Okay, so the- Entitlement the, again. The yeah, biggest, I think that's more- that's I think a better the word. biggest yeah. one for all of us here that was like managing expectations to what we got was Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> one of the biggest ones. Like, I think so, but that was also due to how strong that first outing was with Avengers yes, because we had never had a movie like yes. that at that point. So, again, like we, we go to the movie- and we come out, came out a little disappointed. And since then, I've always had the mindset of like, okay, this looks good, but I'm also like holding my breath with anticipation. I like to still allow myself to get hyped because I enjoy yes. that hype and I get a thrill off of it. Yes, part of the experience. And I also look at it as a little bit of a part of the critique too. That's why we have critiques. That's why we have criticism. And that's why we talk about these things. But I don't apply this to an immoral stance where I'm to go so far as like, oh, I need a refund for my Age of Ultron ticket, which is what we're having here with No Man's Sky. And I think a good amount of that is ridiculous. Like, again, the 50 hours and that some of these people play and they they want a refund for the game is ridiculous. service when you buy a video game. Yeah. 50 hours in, you got that service. Right. And that's also why money talks. So when Hello Games come out with their next game and they're hit hard for it, they're a little responsible too. Yeah. I do feel sorry, but it's also a justifiable thing to happen to them. Here's this. a here's a sad Lesson fact in learned. life, kids. Yeah. Not everything you pay for is good. Right. Don't, and you're going to fail a few times. Do not be the type of person who, for example, buys a cake, eats three-fourths of that cake. Goes don't look back, I've lived, you literally want to go to that state. We, we have lived in this for so many years. Goes back to grocery store. This cake wasn't good. I want my money back. You consumed 75% of that product. Yes. There's nothing left here's the, to here's refund. Here's the thing. All right. All right. All right. Here's some knowledge for you. I go out today. I break my leg. 
I have to pay for surgery to break my leg. What? Do I, like, fucking, like, I want a refund for my surgery because there were... I wasn't satisfied with breaking my leg. Ooh, I think I think this is also, <laughs> but there's and this is the other thing. It's taking it way though. too far, but yeah, it's it like, is. But and that's why I think also we need to understand the difference between, and and this is the biggest debate when we go into even higher things of philosophy and and politics. We need to establish the difference between consumer markets and actual public goods. Yes. And figure out what of those is the case for each, because if yeah. they're consumer markets and everything. We just need to accept that sometimes people come out with stuff that's bad, and we're gonna take it a little bit of a hit. We don't get to like refund every goddamn thing. That Division. Goes. But if a surgeon messes up your surgery and you're <laughs> fucked for life, you deserve to go back <laughs> no, to that surgeon no, and say, not... "Sir, I need a goddamn <laughs> refund for that. Hashtag, I need a new leg." That's that's mom. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There are there are exceptions to rules. We can't exactly. have an absolute for exactly. everything. But we need to understand why the way that it works is the way that it works. For games, consuming f- that much of a product is essentially taking away the lifeblood that allows for games to be made if you're asking for a refund. So, perfect example of this too. Division. I was very excited for this game. I bought the gold edition of that game. $80. Not not very cheap. Played it at launch. Played it a shit ton at launch for like a week and then I dropped it. Yeah. Am I asking for a refund? No. No. Because I realized what I did with myself. Yeah. I let myself get overhyped. Right. Again. And again, also a case in point why I am never buying a multiplayer games DLC package before I've played said multiplayer game for as long as I do. Yeah. Because I realized the other day when I hopped in the division and I played the two seconds of the extra content that I did, I'm like, wow, I really have not checked out this whole entire extra game that yeah. I technically bought that yeah. price. So... You can put it into your criticism of it, but you can't ask for a fucking refund. To a point. Again. Well, for the people like us who like spent 30 oh, plus hours. Yeah, no, the if game, the division came out completely broken, and there were problems. There were problems. But there was, the it game, wasn't completely the broken. Game the game was core playable. Gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the core gameplay loop and what the game was was still there. You yes. could still go on missions. You could still shoot people. You can still fight with others in said game. Um, they may have not exactly had it up to par with what we were hoping it would be and yeah the end all content came out a little fucked but that doesn't mean you get to ask a refund for the entire amount of time that you spent on it yeah yes yeah so so uh i guess that's the consensus i think that's it anything else hmm no man's hype no man's hype no man's hype yeah that's my biggest thing with this like communication with companies and then managing your expectations. Yeah, it's funny. I, this is not like the first time we've ever said these things to Yes, you. the episode that we talked about Batman. No, I, I don't. Was it? It was, I think it was Avengers. And we titled it Avengers Age of Ultron, A Lesson in Managing Ex- Expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was. was. I, re- I do recall that. Because though. I remember I named the Batman versus Superman was a lesson in frustration. Yeah. I don't know. It's like Anthony said, there is no black and white for this. Manage your expectations. Don't play into the entitlement. Do you, uh, Indulge in what you enjoy. Yeah. If you are, again, this goes back to the whole topic of pre-ordering and pre-order bonuses, all that stuff. If you are not 110% on purchasing a game, wait. Yeah. If a game is successful enough... It's still going to be there when you are ready to buy it and have made a final decision. You know what? I think would be a really good topic for another time. What to look for when buying a game. Yeah. 
Oh, that's a great like, talk. Why one. should you buy a game? That would be a great talk because I, I want to talk about Bethesda some more. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that does it. Cool. Um, there's not much we can really milk this for. But as always, you can find all of our content over at geekcombination.net. You can find all of us on our socials. There will be links down below. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, don't listen to this on SoundCloud. You can find all of our stuff and more over at geekdomination.net. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Twitch.tv slash streams for all your streaming content. I know with the success of my computer streaming, I'm going to be doing it more. I just need to find a good day for it. But as always, thank you guys for listening. Have a lovely day. We'll talk to you next time. Want to watch Kingsclave? Maybe. We'll see. Okay. We love you guys. (laughs) Bye.